Got a ticket coming home Wish the officer had known What a day today has been Then I stumbled through the door Dropping junk mail on the floor When will this day end? But then your letter caught my eye Brought the hope in me to lie Cause you know me very well And I bet you wrote me just to tell me In a little while we'll be with the Father Can't you see and smile? In a little while we'll be home forever In a while We're just here to learn to love Him We'll be home just a little while Boy, that letter hit the spot Made me think of all I've got And all that waits for me Guess I've known it all day long Wonder where my thoughts went wrong when will my heart believe? Waking halfway through the night Reaching toward the lamp for light Picking up your word I find Here's another letter to remind me In a little while we'll be with the Father Can't you see him smile? In a little while we'll be home forever In a while Just a little while Days like these are just a test of our will Will we walk or will we fall? Well, I can almost see the top of the hill And I believe it's worth it all In a little while we'll be with the Father Can't you see Him smile? In a little while we'll be home forever In a while We're just here to learn to love Him We'll be home just a little awesome amen oh I'm excited about being here tonight excited about church and you know a uh, guy told me a while ago he said uh, I came all the way over here but your gate was shut he said uh, he said I 
I said, brother, we have another entrance on Nonsuch Road. And he said, uh, man, I'm already all the way back to Porter. He said, but my church hadn't had Sunday night church in 10 years. And I looked you up on Facebook. Looks like y'all are doing all kinds of things. I said, we sure love to have you come join us again or turn around and come right back because it's going to be awesome here in just a minute. So I, I, I want to say that I'm excited to be partnering up with Heaven's Army and Lenore Purvis and sponsoring the women's shelter, Mary and the elder's wife, uh, Ellen and Rachel and Miss Sarah are over there right now decorating that room. With your help and your support, we were able to buy all new bedding for every bed in that shelter. We were able to buy decorations, <laughs> brand new Bibles that they'll get, their very own Bible. You would be surprised at how many people have never had their own Bible. I never had my own Bible until a friend of mine gave it to me. So it's very, very humbling to be a part of what God is doing. Friends, you and I were created to do business in deep waters. In other words, we're not supposed to have little dreams or little plans. You and I are supposed to have big dreams and big plans. How many believe that today? I remember one time I was thinking about leaving Caney Creek Cowboy Church because another church came and made me a great big offer. It was a great big church, and I was sharing this with Lyle the other night. He, he actually kept me here. He, I went out there, and I was trying to reason with Brother Lyle about all the reasons why I should take this offer that this church was, was, was doing. He said, I believe that God has something more for me, Lyle. I think that there's something bigger out there. I believe that Jesus is calling me out deeper into the, to, to the big times. And uh, Brother Lyle was working on a piece of equipment down there, and he stood up, and just in Lyle's profound, perfect way, he looked around on this 50 acres, and he looked right back at me, and he looked me in my eyes, and he said, God's already doing something big in you, boy. I just couldn't see it. A lot of times we close ourselves in, and we don't get to see the deepness, the big that God really has for us. Can I say this to you? It's not a matter of age. It don't matter how many times you've tried. How many times you went out there and you, 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 you wrote that book and it never got published, or you wrote that song and it never was a hit. But you just keep going out in the deep part. Every time you try to quit alcohol, every time you try to quit drugs, it was, I go back to it. I go back to it. Let me say this to you. If you'll get deep with God, things will start happening in your life. Because there's a time where the devil tries to make everything confusion and everything crazy, and the things that are supposed to be good, the, the, the ministries that we bark on, the, 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 the chances that we take, the endeavors that we get into, we're going in for good purpose. The devil wants to overwhelm us. We can't allow the devil to overwhelm us, folks. We're supposed to get out of there and have big dreams. We're supposed to go out into the deep things God has for us. But understand... When you're out there in the deep waters, you can't touch the ground. God takes you places and God takes me places where nobody else can go sometimes. And where he is your only lifeline, where he is your only source. How many have been in that spot where he is your only source? Maybe that jail shell closed behind you. You're like, there's no way out. And he was your only source. Maybe all your friends walked out on you. 
Maybe your husband or your wife left you. Maybe, maybe your job shut down on you, and, and the only thing you had was Jesus. Can I say this to you tonight? If he's all you have, he's all you need. And he, Come on, somebody. I said he's all you have, he's all you need. I want you to understand when you're out there in the deep waters, you can't touch the ground. Peter stepped out on faith, left the boat, started walking on the water. Kept, they were deep waters. Wasn't no shallow waters. They were in deep waters. And as long as he kept his eyes on the Lord, he was okay. But the moment he took his eyes off the Lord, he began to sink. You and I, that shows you and I, Miss B, that we're made to go out to the deep waters. I found that in the Bible. It says so. It says so in the Bible. Turn with me to Psalms 107, 23. We're supposed to go out into the deep water. You can't see the shoreline, and at times it can get a little rocky. You may not always see how things are going to work out, but Scripture tells us, that the deep calls to the deep, that we're supposed to step out there on faith. In other words, God is the one who's calling us out to the deep waters. Psalms 107, 23 says this, Some went off in ships, piling the trade routes of the world. They too observed the Lord's power in action, the impressive works on the deepest seas. He spoke and the winds rose, stirring up the waves. The ships were tossed to the heavens and sank again to the depths. The sailors creamed in terror. They reeled in strategy like drunkards. And when they were at their wits end, verse 28, Lord help, they cried in their troubles, and he saved them. From their distress. He calmed the storms to a whisper. And stilled the waves. What a blessing our God is. In other words. God is the one who takes us out. And puts us where we're supposed to be. God is the one who sent me from Waco to Caney Creek Cowboy Church. God is the one who sent you here. Who, who placed it on your heart to be a part of this ministry, to be a, be a part of, uh, of something bigger than you. And sometimes it ain't easy, folks. Sometimes it can be overwhelming. We've had a lot of overwhelming times in our little church here. But God has somehow made things be still and be calm. Can I say this to you tonight? Don't overreact. Don't overreact. Trust God. All things are going to work out for the good of those who love the Lord. So if you don't overreact, and I'm talking to a lot of folks tonight that probably overreact a lot of times when they shouldn't. You know who you are. You're looking the other way. Oh, you're talking to me. But if we'll just calm down, trust God, all things work to the good of those who love the Lord. Many of my times is wondering and worrying and strategizing, and sometimes I feel like I'm in a chess game with the devil. Anybody ever feel like that? He makes a move, and i got to move my pawn over here, and i got to move over here, trying to save my king. <laughs> but really, God don't need me to save him. He's here to save us. 
Somebody grab that tonight. He's here to save us. He takes us out in these deep waters. He, he takes us out there, and sometimes it is overwhelming. What do we do when it's overwhelming? When you're in those deep waters, number one, you're not alone. God is with you. He's causing the deep things inside of you to come forth. If you feel like you're out in the deep tonight, if you feel like you're overwhelmed, remember, you're in the right place, and God is with you. All the new changes at our church, especially with our music ministry and things, it seems to be a little overwhelming. But you know what? God is with us. And all the things that are happening are good things. They're great things. Matter of fact, if we'll believe that together, same thing with these building projects. Get so nervous. How are we going to do it? How are we going to make things happen? But just like today, I asked for help. And God showed up big time in our financial giving today at our church. So we praise him today. Because he is the one who rescues us. What are you up against tonight? What, what, what is so deep in your heart that you say, God, I need your help? <laughs> you know, God is with you, and he's causing those deep things inside of you to come forth. If you feel like you're in the deep today, if you feel like you're overwhelmed, remember you're in the right place. If the devil is trying to stop you, you're in the right spot. If the devil is trying to cause friction, you're in the right spot. If you feel like you're out in the deep today, if you feel like you're overwhelmed, remember you're in the right place. You will see the wonders of God's power out here in the deep. Now imagine, imagine how overwhelmed they felt when the boat sank. They probably felt like they were going to die. Anybody ever been in a situation in your life where you felt like you was just going to die? You're not dead tonight. Hallelujah. Give him a praise. Amen. There were times when my dad would come home drunk, and I didn't know how bad we were going to get it that day. But I'm alive. I haven't come home ever drunk and hit my kids, and I'm so proud of that. Things changed. God saved me, changed me. There have been moments, there are scary moments, and I've been overwhelmed, and you get overwhelmed. We get overworked. We get frustrated. I've learned that if I'm overwhelmed, I have to trust God. If you're overwhelmed tonight, you have to trust God. How can I do that, Brother Mark? You can get in your prayer closet and start praying. Here's some things to help you when you get overwhelmed. Number one, pray. You don't have to react. You ain't got to go do something about it. Let's just pray about it. Something that my elders taught me is cooler heads always prevail. Huh? It ain't always easy when you're sitting at a lunch table with your son and he just made some poor choices and my big mouth wants to open it up and say something to him, but we're in the wrong place at the wrong time and God says, close your mouth. This ain't the right place or the right time. And then I do it anyway because sometimes I'm just not obedient like I should be. And then I, I'm remorseful. I'm sorrowful when I wish I could have just trusted him to calm me down. Let me pray about this before I say something about it. Too many people got this big chest 
They get this big chest. They eat their Wheaties. And they want to say something. They want to do something. Maybe God sometimes says when we're overwhelmed, just pray about it. Pray about it. Pray about it. I ask myself after I pray about it, is it necessary to fight about it? Is it necessary to fight about it? Not everything's a fight. Not everything's a big deal. Would somebody say amen or y'all just asleep tonight? Not everything's a fight. Pick your battles. Pick your battles. I see too many good people part ways because, because they fight over this or they fight over that. Pick your battles. Is it worth the fight? So I leave the toilet seat up sometimes. And at 3 o'clock in the morning, I hear Mary hollering. <laughs> it's probably going to be a fight. <laughs> and I probably deserve it. But there are times where I do something and she lets it go. She does something and I let it go. There are times as Christians when one brother or one sister does something and we just got to let it go. And there are those times where we have to address it, but there are those times where we pray about it and say, is it worth the fight? They told me that I was going to have to marry gays. I'm going to fight. I'm not going to do that. They told me that I'm going to have to go to two church services a month. No, I'm going to have to fight. We might have concrete out here if we have to get lawyers. might have concrete out here for five years, but we're going to fight. There are going to be times when people say, you know what? You need to deny the Lord or I'm going to cut your head off. You're going to have to fight. You have to fight. Remove that cross out of your yard. Take that cross off your neck. Get it off your car. No. It's something I'm convicted about. I'm ready to fight. There's sometimes we fight and there's sometimes we don't fight. And when you're feeling overwhelmed, we should pray and we should ask God, is it necessary? A lot of things, when we feel overwhelmed, we give in to ridiculous thoughts. How many do that? Ah! That's every one of us. Throw your leg up like you really like shake it like that. Like, hey, he's talking to me. We give in to ridiculous thoughts. We stop pondering up stuff in our head that we know ain't true. We give in to ridiculous thoughts. We start thinking stuff, the worst stuff ever. When it's just the enemy planting seeds of doubt and fear, anxiety and worry. Things that we are, were not designed to carry around. Who believes that tonight? We were not designed to carry those things around. We give ourselves to unconscious thoughts. We try to make things bigger than they really are. I learned to take that time and trust God. Sometimes we have to set boundaries when we're overwhelmed too. Who believes that tonight? Sometimes we have to set boundaries. We got to say, you know what? I'm going to take you in. I'm going to help you. But these are the rules. I'm going to set some boundaries here, son. Don't break them. I love you, we can fellowship, but don't break. Sometimes we have to set boundaries or we'll be overwhelmed because we let, we let things just crash in on us. If you're feeling overwhelmed tonight, maybe you hadn't set no boundaries. 
Setting boundaries is a good thing. It causes, it causes, it causes great pride and respect amongst your peers, amongst your family. I've gotten to the point where I've gotten to the point where after church or, or before church, I just don't let everybody just jump all over me. I had to set some boundaries because it was coming becoming overwhelming. I'm here Monday through Friday, eight to five. Be here after clerk if you need me to be. But on Sunday, on Wednesday after we just got done, sometimes it just gets overwhelming. It, and that's why most pastors, they have this escape door. And I plan on building me one too, hallelujah. <laughs> Vic, tell them, amen. I plan on building me. Like, it's going to be like, I'm going to come over here and go, and I'm going to go, I'm going to get my Batmobile. I'm going to pick up Mary. Mary should be have a Robin mask on. And we roll it. But I don't ever want to. Stop shaking hands. I don't ever want to stop hugging necks. I don't ever want to stop meeting those visitors and those friends. And maybe somebody is crying, and the Spirit of God will take me to them and let me sit with them for an hour or two. Maybe I'll have time to pray for seven or eight people when the Spirit of God wants me to. But to, to, to let it just overwhelm me, no, i got to set boundaries. It was so awesome last week. This lady came to church, and she was having a hard time. And after church, she said, can I talk to you? And I, and I had just a, a, a number of responsibilities after church last Sunday. And I said, yes, ma'am, I'll make time for you. And the Lord reminded me to set boundaries, tell her to come see you. Well, Miss Lori, BJ's wife, was right there. I said, Miss Lori, this lady wanted some prayer. Do you mind praying with her? No, Pastor, not at all. Miss Lori took her out there, and her problem was drugs. Her problem was meth. Her problems were crack. Her problems were all the problems that Lori had. And so I set boundaries and said, let me just go ahead and do, because I, I want my yes to be my yes and my no to be my no. Come on, somebody. You need to let your yes be your yes and your no be your no. I don't preach just to hear myself. We should all learn tonight. When we set those priorities and we say we're going to do this, we're going to do that, and I done told somebody I'll meet you at the office, I done told somebody I'll get that for you, and now here something else comes, and I'm so glad I pushed her to Miss Lori because it was just an awesome feeling to hear Miss Lori say, we were so linked up, Pastor. I got to tell her that she could get through this. I got to tell her my testimony. I got to tell her that it was the church that helped me get through. If I didn't set boundaries, I wouldn't have had that awesome, amazing testimony brought back to me. I might have blew her off. I might have just rushed. I might have not have gave her the time she needed, and she could have left out of here and committed suicide. We set boundaries in our lives, guys. We don't let things in that shouldn't be in. Let your yes be your yes and your no be your no. So many things want to distract us. We got to tame those distractions. We got to handle that, cowboy church. 
If you are spending time with your children, if you're spending time with your wife, if you're spending time, you know, just for you and some untangled thing starts to evolve on you, hey, can I say this to you? I've learned those things will still be there. Let me go ahead and just uh, do what I was going to do and enjoy this moment. Because I ain't going to get it back if I don't go to my boy's rodeo. I ain't going to get it back if I don't take time for Mary. I ain't going to get it back if I don't take time for me. So when these things start trying to tangle me all up, my favorite cross, the cross that feeds me is no longer near me and it's driving me insane. Uh, uh, Carl, would you hand me that cross that's right there on the wall? You know which one's my favorite. Yes, sir. My life. And your life can become so, thank you, sir, entangled where everything is just intertwined and, and then there's no time for you because you're all twisted up. This cross hangs there and this cross feeds me. People say, why is he looking and preaching to that wall? No, I'm just <laughs> learned to tangle myself up with the Lord Amen. and let him guide me and direct me. Instead of the world guiding me and directing me. Instead of letting people make it hard for us. Letting things and the devil come in that shouldn't be there. I did something last night that I was pretty proud of. And we're going to hang that up till tomorrow. And uh, I want to have all these things down. Uh, I went and blessed somebody with a little blessing to see what they would do and what they would say. They did nothing and they said nothing. How can God take us out into the deep when we don't appreciate the little things that God has given us? And sometimes we don't get to appreciate those little things because we're overwhelmed. We're overwhelmed to the point of we're forgetting who our Savior is. I want to leave you with this thought. When you're overwhelmed, somebody hear me please. I want to leave you when, with this thought. When you're overwhelmed and you're confused, and please remember you have an impact on other people. You have an impact on other people. Your kids, your wife, your husbands, your friends, you have an impact on them. So if you let things just overwhelm you and destroy you, you could possibly destroy somebody else's life. You could actually cause somebody else to stumble, to lose their way. Is that what any of us want? Not this cowboy. I, I want to leave you with this thought. If you're a leader, if you run a business, if you run a ministry, if, if you're a part of something bigger, your natural impact on people sets the direction and the standard for their life. I see people as a direct result of my leadership 
becoming better in their walk with Jesus Christ. And it humbles me and it overwhelms me. And I am not worthy and I'm not looking for a pat on the back. I'm grateful for who I am. But more than that, I'm grateful for who he is. And when I say I am truly grateful that he comes rushing in when it's crashing on us and saves us, I can face tomorrow. And you can face tomorrow. Hallelujah. Let's pray together. Father, help us to be a great role model. Help us to be a person that gets important tasks done, who stays on point, who focuses, but who achieves our goals and our big dreams. But, Lord, help us when we get overwhelmed. Help us to get through, Father. Father, I thank you for this day, Lord. I thank you for this message. I thank you for my brothers and sisters that are here. And, Lord, I just ask today, if anyone is feeling overwhelmed, Father, thank you for calling me and them out into the deep. If you're feeling overwhelmed, you're probably in the right spot. If you're feeling <laughs> like things are a little confused and chaos, it's because the enemy can't stand to have you in that spot. And he's going to do everything he can to get you out of it. God's got you, and he's going to save you. Today, I want you to surrender everything to the Lord. I want you to thank God for calling you out into the deeper, to getting you out of your comfort zone. Who do you trust tonight? Is it that loving Father that you call on in your time of need? Can you trust him tonight? Is it Jesus who you place your trust with? Because for me, he is all I got. And he's all I need. Thank you, Lord. For everything. Thank you Lord for everything. I wonder and I'm in amazement. Of how far. You've taken us. And how far we got to go. We follow you Lord. We follow you Lord. You are the best example of. Turning the other cheek. You're the best example Lord. Of loving our neighbor. You're the best example of forgiveness and grace and mercy. We follow your lead tonight. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Amen. Somebody give God a praise. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. God bless y'all. Y'all have a wonderful, wonderful night.